We are one, we are love, and we're all woven together. Hi everyone, welcome to the Woven in Truth podcast. We're so glad you're joining us today. I'm very excited my dear friend Young Gore is co-hosting this episode. Young, I want to say hi to everyone. Hi everyone, thanks uh, for having me and I'm really excited to uh, be here. Awesome. And we're very excited because we have a special guest. Jessie Tomei is in town from Lebanon and she leads our church over there. And we are so honored that you're sharing your time with us and your thoughts. And we cannot wait to hear what you have prepared for all of our listeners. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be with you. Oh, well, we adore you. And um, yeah, so please share your lesson and then we'll maybe add some thoughts at the end. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so I don't know, like sometimes, like like you said, I'm Jesse. I'm from Lebanon. I was born and raised in Lebanon. And for many, many people, maybe they don't know where uh, I was born in a war. Mm-hmm. So all my childhood, you know, I had a very tough and hard childhood. Anyway, I became a disciple and by God's grace in 99, God had mercy on me. I became a disciple. I got married in 2000. Uh, And in 2003, they asked us to lead the church. (laughs) And it was a little bit tough year. But uh, I was so excited because Jesus really changed my life. And I felt like uh, I don't know what to do because I owe him my life. So I really wanted to serve his kingdom. I really wanted to be there uh, for my sisters. But it was really a tough, tough years back then. I will not go there. Later on, maybe I can share my testimony. But I really sure. want to share, like, what did I learn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for the, since I became a disciple till now. Mm-hmm. That uh, I was so excited but uh, and knowing me, you can see that I was joyful, happy, like full of like zeal for the kingdom. But I don't know if you can relate to me, but I felt like little by little, I'm start being like I lost my joy mm-hmm. and I lost my zeal. And I felt like, and even I didn't recognize myself where did this lady that she was, joyful and happy and she want you I want to change the whole world for God and then I feel discouraged uh, and honestly I lost my dream for the kingdom mm-hmm. uh, what happened is I I went through my menopause at early age mm. and I had two kids and running in in the church and and I remember one time <laughs> It was so s- crazy for my husband. Like, I was in the car, <laughs> yeah. and we were going <laughs> uh, to visit someone. Yeah. And I was so angry, and I opened the door. I wanted to throw myself outside of the car. Right. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> something is wrong now. Yeah. I have to stop and evaluate what's going on in my life. Absolutely. And that's where, like... And I start thinking, God, why this is going, like, what's going on with me? What mm-hmm. happened? And honestly, I realized that I forget that we are in a war. Mm-hmm. Mm. I forget that 
being living in a war, it doesn't take me much to imagine right. the war that we are. That the Bible said in Revelation that Satan went to the earth and he's angry because he knows that he has like little bit time right. on the earth. So I felt like who who like okay. And then in John 10.10, 10, when the Bible said that he came to steal, destroy, mm -hmm. and kill. And I ask myself, Jesse, what did he kill in you? And I, I could Question. see he killed my dream. Wow. And what did he destroy? And I could see him destroying my marriage, like my kids. Mm -hmm. So I start realizing that okay, God, you know, something should change here. And I still remember that, you know, being in the church and leading and helping many people, you start, like, you realize you are in a battle. Mm -hmm. So you battle for yourself, for your own sin, for your own, like, weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You battle for your family, your marriage, your kids. Right. You battle for the church, for the people in the church. And while you're battling... Like, you look around and start misunderstanding happen between us, especially as a sisters, mm -hmm. right? right? You start getting hurt. And then you start seeing, like, your sister, she doesn't like you. Mm -hmm. Or why she's doing this? And why the other one is doing this? Mm -hmm. And in a way, you lost, like, you start battling your sister yeah like you shouldn't talk to me this way right and then why she's neatly she's leading and i'm not leading why her kids are doing this and i'm not doing this mm -hmm. and i still remember that i went into this battle between a sister where i felt consumed and i mm -hmm. still remember one day i was praying and begging god god help me like i can't take it anymore you have to put an end and then I heard God is talking to me that Jesse stop you are in the wrong battle mm -hmm. like your enemy is not your sister yeah your enemy is Satan and you know why when you're battling like you feel like okay God I've been battling a lot you know right. and now it's her turn <laughs> Yeah, and then her. Jesus said, you know, do you remember what I did for you? Yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I died for you. And I said, okay, but this time she, she needs to die. You know, <laughs> it's not me who's going <laughs> to die. Yeah. She needs yeah. to die. I'm her done. turn. You know, her turn. And then honestly, like I've been, I fasted and I prayed because I felt really, I, I want to get out of this, you know, thing that is going on with me. And then God said, you know, somebody needs to die. And it's worth it, Jesse. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. Imagine. And I like, mm -hmm. when you open your eyes and you are in heaven, with your sister winning the battle. Wow. So it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I learned that, you know what, my battle, it's not against my husband. My battle, it's not against my sisters. My battle, it's not against... My leaders, it's not against anyone. My battle, it's against Satan. Mm -hmm. And we need each other in order 
to really win this battle because in the battle there's no difference between men and women mm-hmm. right true and when you are in a battle you have to fight for your life and you need to be united in order to win the battle so i learned one of my biggest lessons that to really like believe that satan exists right and he is trying to divide us and try the only way we can win the battle is i needed to die for my pride mm. i needed to die for my right because jesus gave up his right mm. so <laughs> we can become like his daughter and he g- he gave up even his position he he gave up his all what he belonged like all his money everything he became poor so we can became rich and the question is what are we willing to do now for each other so in order so we can grow and our influence like really grow we really need to first remember that we are in a battle second remember who is our enemy My second point is you know I don't know if you're like me also like the the studies show that there is more than 6 million worn out women in the wow. US wow and they said 6 million they are stressed out yeah so it's something all over like you see the joyful happy uh women now you see you see they are all like burned out that's true you know because one we forget that we are in a battle mm-hmm. two for me i will talk about myself i forgot my mission mm-hmm. like being in the church in lebanon after suffering and learning all the lessons yeah. everybody knows that i love the church in lebanon i love the people there like i'm fruitful i have my tv show my radio show people respect me right. the church is doing good you know this is the place where i belong and i'm serving god you know and then we start really taking care of the church in egypt and the church in egypt needed help and we needed someone to lead the church there so i was praying and fasting and praying and fasting and asking god like god sent us someone to go there and you know when you pray and you hear god's voice that you need to go i'm like def- no def- mm-hmm. god me. me not me you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm like i can't i can't relate to the egyptian g- people there and i can't make a difference there you know and honestly for 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 month and i'm not really listening to god's voice and then when i was reading and mark when jesus asked his disciples he said go and make a dinner a room prepare a room for me and bring me a donkey and if the guy ask you what do you what do you want tell him like jesus need the donkey and he will give it back shortly mm-hmm. and i i shared this maybe before with some of you and i was really like for maybe i don't know how many days reading this paragraph like and it hit me that always we go to god we want something 
God, I want this. God, I need this. And it's rare, and maybe for me, it's the first time I'm hearing Jesus needing something. Wow. And he said, I need a donkey. <laughs> and for me, okay, you need a donkey. Okay, so, and then, then God said to me, are you willing to be the donkey that through him I can go to Egypt? And I'm like, but God, like, you don't know, like, I, c I can't go there. And honestly, I felt like I'm being a liar mm. because he said, when you get baptized, you promise me right. that you will go anywhere, yeah. do anything for me. Mm. And now when I ask you and I needed you to go, you said no. Wow. And I felt, you know, you know, knowing my background, how sinful I was, and honestly, how grateful I am for my salvation. Right. I couldn't resist, like, telling him no when he asked me to do something. But I felt maybe I was in denial or I was convincing myself that it shouldn't, no, this is not the voice of God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want me to go to Egypt. But when he made it clear for me, and honestly, I realized I don't need to have many talents. Mm -hmm. I don't need to look, if I look at myself, yeah, maybe I'm not the right person to go to Egypt. Right. Maybe I'm not able to do anything. But if I let God use me as a donkey, mm -hmm. because He will do everything. Right. It's He. He needs like He needs a body so He can visit places. He needs us to go, and He through the Holy Spirit right. He can do the job. Mm -hmm. But it's not about me. And honestly, like, it was a really tough decision to go there. And I started thinking about my kids because the church weren't doing well. And there is no teens ministry. Right. I have two teens with me. And then, like, you know, the, the, the logic will say you need to go and be in a church where your kids can make it. Right. So you need a teens healthy ministry, Right. And then I was, yeah, you see, God, I really want to go, but my kids, you know, I have two teens, and maybe this is not wise for me to take them there. Life there is not easy. Churches, there's no teens ministry, etc. And I was reading, like, uh, in the Bible, when Joseph came at night and he asked for the body of Jesus. And it hit me that, you know, Joseph was really following Jesus secretly, while Jesus was doing miracles and changing people's life and he raised people from the dead. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus died on the cross, he went and he asked for his body. Mm -hmm. like, why? Right. You're not going to get anything from him. He's a dead body. And then you risk your life, your position for a dead body while you could do this while he's alive. And then the Bible said he, it, like, he not just asked for the body, but he took the body, like, put it down with the blood, with the smell, with the ugliness of, you know, like, for three days. And he took care of the blood, and he really gave the body, like, the best clothes, everything. Mm. And then I was really, like, What's going on here, God? What's the message? What are you trying to tell me? And then, honestly, I felt like 
Maybe just see, you see the church in Egypt as a dead church. Mm. Maybe the smell is ugly. But are you willing to love me and take care of my body, mm. even though you're not going to get anything from it? Mm. And honestly, it was like, oh, whoa, you know? And this also helps me to really, like, take my decision to go and be there. Um, not because they had the healthiest church, but just because, you know, when God needed me to do anything, you know, and I, I start realizing that this is the unconditional love that God really wants us to learn. So, like, first, I needed to learn that I am in a battle. Second, I needed to learn, like, to remember my mission. Right. Why I'm doing what I'm doing. And my third point, <laughs> okay, that uh, I learned to keep my priorities right. Mm. Because I know uh, a story about the lighthouse that he was in charge. I'm sure you know the story, that he has oil. I don't know if I do. And all the, the people, they start, please, I need oil. Can you give me some? And then... He gave them some. And then the girls came, please, we need oil. Can you give us some? And he gave them some. And then when the storm came, he found out there's, there's, he doesn't have any more oil. That's what will happen to us sometimes as, as, as a lady, as a girl. Mm-hmm, like true. We have our jobs. We have our uh, kids sometimes. There's the, the job, the school, the uh, studying, or I don't know. And like, this person wants to see me. This person wants to see me. I want to go there. I want to do this. And we feel like, uh-oh. And you realize that you're not doing anything. Like right. Just busy. running. Yeah. Busy, mm-hmm. but you're mm-hmm. not productive. Mm-hmm. Right. And honestly, I learned, like, I learned first to stay still and hear the voice of God. Mm. Because many times I was too busy in hearing God's voice and having my quiet time. And praying. And Jesus said, without me, you can't do anything. So keep on running. <laughs> you know, but you're not going to do anything without me. The second thing I learned is I learned to say no mm-hmm. and be happy because I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So, ah, I want, and, and you want people to feel that you're needed, you know, and right. especially when you have something to give. Mm-hmm. But I learned to say no. And I learned to apply the principle of 80-20 where I give my attention to the 20 people where they in return can help other people mm-hmm. instead of being all my, like, like Jesus nothing new, Jesus like he had 12 disciples right. or he could have like million mm-hmm. but he, he concentrate on the 12 where the 12 like change mm-hmm. like they said they changed the world so I learned this, that to keep, like, my, my time will be focusing on 20% of the people so I can raise them up. Right. And then they can make a difference instead of me being everywhere, doing everything. Right. And honestly, as a leader, I learned to delegate because it's very hard when you have talent and you know a lot to delegate because definitely you do things better with the experience. And I learned to delegate, and not only to delegate, but to empower people. Yeah. Because sometimes we delegate, but we want them to do things the way we do it. Right. right. 
True. So I learned, no, I will delegate, but if I gave them something, they really, I need to give them, to empower them, so mm-hmm. they can do whatever, you know, I want to do. And, uh, yeah, and yes, to take care of my marriage, my kids, mm-hmm. and to love Jesse. Because if I didn't learn how to love myself, I will not be able to love anyone around me. So my first priority was to know how to love myself, to take care of myself, like take vacation, go to the beach, read, take few days out. If I feel like I'm, like I'm tired, it's okay if I cancel something and take time out. Honestly, if I don't have time to do anything, my priority is my time with God. Because through him, I can do everything. Right. But easy for us to cancel our time with God because we think that other things are more important than him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I learned to have my priorities right. So if I want to, like, summarize what I learned, that I learned honestly, like I said, that we are in a battle. Mm-hmm. M- my friends or my husband or the leader or anyone, they are not my, my, my enemies. Satan is my enemy. And I learned that to remember my mission, mm-hmm. not to forget like why I'm here and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I learned to keep my priority right. This way, I will not be burned out because I want to live and die joyful, happy, like uh, giving woman of God mm-hmm. so that's it well that was amazing thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for sharing <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I love what you shared and I think I do really admire uh, your faith and just the priorities you put into your life um, our listeners just so you all know Jesse does have a radio show it's been very successful for 10 years she has YouTube videos um, they're subtitled in English for our English you know yeah. Uh, if you guys want to check those out but obviously with that I'm sure there's a lot of expectations and pressures and and I just love that especially even being in the Middle East you know what I mean like I the realities of your faith are just so inspiring to me in the western world just really admire you and respect you thank you and I loved what you shared um particularly when you mentioned like have I forgot my mission you know Mm. I think even when we're busy doing all these amazing things it's easy to forget yeah um what is my mission and who am I at the end of the day, you know, yeah. and what battle am I engaging in? What am, am I being intentional with my heart? And um, I just really admire you and appreciate what you shared. I think what stood out to me, Jesse, besides, I mean, you're so talented. You've done so much on behalf of your own people in the Middle East, and you've used your talents to really glorify God. One thing you said that really resonated with me, and I wanted to see if you can speak a little bit more to it, yeah. is you said you wanted to... You had to give up your right. And you're talking about how Satan actually exists and getting into conflict with other women, which I think we all kind of go through this, where we think the battles between this woman and we do the comparison game. But you said something. You said, I gave up my right. Yes. And I think in the world that we live here in America, I feel very entitled to hold on to my bitterness, my grudges. What would you say to, to women like me that are listening that feel very entitled to hold on to their bitterness hurt mm-hmm. when they feel like it isn't saint, it is personal. What would you say to them? 
Yeah, I think it takes a lot, honestly, to be honest, it takes a lot of uh, faith mm. and love so you can do that. If Jesus didn't have, didn't believe in us and have faith, he will never be able to really die for sinners like us. Mm-hmm. And I realized that love is more important than like who is right and who is wrong. Mm-hmm. And our unity is more important than my rights. Mm. Because sometimes, like Jesus, he gave up his right. Even Paul, he gave up his right. If you really want to have influence and change the people around you, like I said, someone needs to die. Wow. You know, and the spiritual one, the one who really like aim to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. will do it first. Mm-hmm. Wow. And one time I remember something and I always share, like if someone attacked me, for example, or have some, something against me, and I didn't react, I put myself above this person. Mm. If someone attacked me and I attack him back, I put myself like beside this person. Mm-hmm. Right, like equal. If, if, if I attack someone, I put myself below this person. Mm. So where do I want to stand mm. in order to help them make right. it? It's not like... Like, if I really want my sister to make it, I need to put myself where, you know, right. where God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, honestly. Right. It's not, it's painful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said it's only God right. can help us to do that. Mm-hmm. Because he will fill you with love and faith in order to be able to do that. That makes sense. That has mm-hmm. a d- deep reliance on God. Yeah. How do you see this message of love that you're talking about play out in the Middle East right now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and honestly, we're talking about love when in the Middle East it's very hard to love when you see people are killing you, persecuting us, wow. you know, as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible said we need to love them. Right. Mm-hmm. And not only love them and save them. So it's, it's another level of challenge where God is taking us in our walk with him. Mm-hmm. That love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. It's easy to read it, mm-hmm. but when you live it, I think it's it's harder than <laughs> than when you read it. Mm-hmm. Also, it takes like faith, right. and then like knowing your enemy. Mm-hmm. Like anyway, in a war, you know, because we are living in a war, like we're familiar with this. So like, like we literally could see, a war. Yeah, we we yeah. could see Satan how he can, you know work so we took the decision like in the middle east that those people are not our enemy they need to be saved and we are their only hope wow we need to save them so it depends how you see people Mm -hmm. right your perspective yes Mm -hmm. wow that's really humbling i think for i i don't know i just it's really on my heart to be praying for my sisters in the middle east yes Um, please and the the real battles of faith you guys walk every day over yeah. there. Um, I just want you guys to know we're with you, heart and soul thank and you. in prayer. Um, Jesse, thank you so much for your time and your thank thoughts you. and wisdom. We really thank appreciate you. you sharing with us today. Um, and for all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And we will catch you next time on the podcast. We are one.